Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Student Leadership Podcast. This is one of our overtime editions, and uh, this is coming out of the second interview we did with Evangelist Micah Mack. My name is Aaron, joined in the studio today by Colin Gill and Caleb. What's up, guys? How's everybody What's doing? Up? Hey. Hey. Hey, you, you, cho- you changed I almost it up. Said, yeah, I almost said yo, but we did that last time. You and did I that had last to, like, time. Re- I had to like, pause and rethink. Like, wait, what's my greeting? Yeah, yeah, what's Yay. my greeting? Well, so much pressure to kind of get these these overtime episodes started, Caleb, right? Caleb and, didn't even say anything. You know, he he's here. He didn't, he's just being quiet. He's yo. just saving it. He said, there it is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> he gave us the yo. All right. Hey, well, students, we're glad you joined us. Um, again, this is our overtime uh, edition. And so what we do is just kind of sit and chat and talk um, here in the studio about what we learned. And how do we apply it to our life? And all of our conversation right now is coming um, out of the interview we did with Micah Mack, evangelist from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, the second interview with him. So if you didn't catch that one, you should go back and catch that one first, uh, because then what we're getting ready to talk about in this edition uh, will make a lot more sense to you. Um, we kind of had some fun at the beginning of that episode talking cryptocurrency. Micah's like, this right. is not financial advice. <laughs> um, and uh, so, uh, but you know, good old Bitcoin, right, for sure. Um, and um, But the big leadership principle that Micah unpacked for us was this uh, biblical understanding that we're called to be ministers. We're called to ministry, um, not one day, but two day. Right. And, uh, and, and so I thought that was a, just a really powerful reminder to us. Um, and, and not even, um, like called into ministry in like a full-time vocational sense, but in a biblical sense, like we're called to, to reach people and to, to be people that minister. So big takeaways guys, kind of like big swipes at it real quick before we get in, into kind of some of the details, but like uh, Gil, go ahead. Yeah. I, I like the, he said one, one spot specifically, like even though Jesus spent like those three years in public ministry at 12, he was focused on growing in wisdom and stature. And that was him like actively engaging with ministry. Um, and I, I liked the way that he defined that because it wasn't again, based off of title. It wasn't like Jesus was a 12 year old. He wasn't a rabbi. He wasn't any position of authority, but he was focused on like learning about who God was and like falling in love with him and educating and, and becoming it like really like stepping into his own. I know it's weird to say that as the son of God, like learning about God, cause he is God. How does that work? I don't really know. But I do think that like that idea of like, you know, us 
learning more about God so that we can educate and lead others regardless of title is just a, a beautiful picture of, I think, what it means to minister outside of vocational paid, quote-unquote, It sets ministry. a really good model for us, right? Even Jesus himself went through a season and a period of preparation before he stepped into his full-time vocational ministry 30, at, at age 30, right? And so, you know, sometimes, um, boy, sometimes we can kind of make up all kinds of excuses. Like this is something that Colin, you talked about in pre-show prep. You talked about how, you know, uh, you asked the question, like what's keeping me from ministering to others? What's keeping me from ministry today? And, and what excuses am I using to kind of like say, Oh, one day I'll do this. And here's Jesus to your point, Gil, as a junior high boy, preparing himself, basically getting rid of any excuses for him not to Minister, but Colin, that was your thought in the pre-show. Do you want to unpack that a little bit further and kind of maybe yeah. elaborate on what you're thinking? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I hear excuses and I immediately hear like this quote from Ted Lasso of like, <laughs> you either get excuses or you get results, but you don't get both. <laughs> and I like, I, like, I know that's not like from the Bible or anything like that, but it's definitely, it's helpful in like trying to like nail out, like, what are the, what are the excuses that you have right now? Cause whenever you hear minister, like, that's a big war. Like I, I technically like have that in the mail sometimes when I get that of like minister Colin Robinson. And I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe I should have picked up my Bible again today. Like Ooh, this is such him. an intense word to like hear of like minister. And it's, it's Bishop a, Colin Robinson. Yeah, oh, goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's such like an intense word to hear, but like, I feel like most of that is just because of the excuse of feeling unworthy most of the time. Because I think as a student, you can feel like I'm a minister. Like, I haven't even read through the whole Bible yet. Yeah. Like, there, there's stuff that I probably haven't even, like, heard of yet. How am I supposed to, like, minister to other people or, like, have that title or anything like that? And it's and it's just, like, the lifestyle that you have, even if you're feeling like, I've got all these struggles or I got all this other stuff. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think the— the worst thing you can do is disqualify yourself. Yeah. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Now, you may have some some actually valid reasons, maybe not excuses, but you may have some reasons why you feel like you're not ready for ministry sure. yet. You feel like you're not ready to step out yet. And I would say go to your youth leader or your youth pastor and have that conversation with them. And you can figure out whether these are actually good reasons that maybe you should wait to, to start a, a campus club or a campus Bible group or life group or something like that. Um, or if it's just an excuse and if it's just a self inhibiting thought process that you have going on in your mind, you can go, just go to a mentor and, and, and ask them for what they see. Cause if they see in you potential and they say, Oh, I think you would be really great at this. You'd be great at reaching people on your school. Then you should do it. And maybe if you're not ready for that yet, they'll say to you, Hey, you can do this as your first step. Maybe you don't. Maybe you shouldn't be leading other students yet, but you can still be inviting. You can still be reaching out. Yeah. If you're looking for an excuse, you will always find one. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. No, I mean the thing is, like, you're always gonna feel like you maybe shouldn't do it. Like, oh yeah. There's gonna be. I I wish that like once you got like the thing in the mail or you got like the title, like there's a lot of like I can say now as a pastor, there's times where like I have to remind myself in the morning of like, 
yeah, this is, this is not just because like I had some training or because I went to school or because of this, like, this is genuinely like who, who I am. Like, this is because I, I know God that I have a relationship with him that I can now bring that to other people. Like it, it's going to take some bit of faith. You're never going to feel like, yeah, I'm ready to be a minister today. I woke up and like, I'm ready to do it. Like you have to build yourself up and like, believe that like, that's who God called you to be. And that's what he's called you to do. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. You know, one of the things, so we're talking here about like not making excuses, but we're also, uh, Gil, you kind of helped us comment um, by commenting on like Jesus, even as a junior hire, was, you know, in, involved in preparing himself. Micah made a really good, um, I, I, I saw, I've actually never heard it kind of phrased the way that he phrased it, but when I had asked him the question about, you know, okay, practically speaking, how do I do it? And he took it a different direction. Like normally we have a guest and they'll be like, oh, well, start try this or try this or try this. He took us right back to God's word specifically to uh, the New Testament where Paul writes almost two thirds of the New Testament. And and he, he identified a pattern in Paul's writing that I thought was really interesting. He said, like, if you read like the prison epistles, right, that would be Philippians, Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians. If you read, those are all sh- like four short letters to to four different churches that Paul wrote. They're called the prison epistles because he was in prison when he wrote them. And the, the point that Micah made was that like the first half of all those books are deeply theological. So that'd be like preparation. That'd be like Jesus as a junior hire. And then the second half of those books are all deeply practical. Like, okay, now you go do that. So for me, I was like, oh, that's, that's so good. And I would just throw that out to the audience or the students that are listening right now or the youth pastors that are listening uh, as something maybe to teach your student leaders. There's a ton of practical that Paul writes about in the New Testament. Like we're always trying to like, like at, we're, it's so funny. We act like, oh, the Bible doesn't really have anything to say about how we actually do this. That's mm. just not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Paul like walks us through, stop doing this, stop doing this, start doing this, start doing this. It's all very practical, very hands-on. Yeah, and I think I think specifically with Paul that I find this kind of interesting too is like if now I know it's it's easy for us to just be like oh yeah no Paul was like uh, like an apostle he really started things he wasn't one of the twelve disciples but he did really you know do a lot of these things that were good but if you actually look at him like homeboy was a tent maker like he wasn't like a bi vocational like do you know what I mean so like students if you're out there and you're like yeah this is I I know I said this before when we when when he interviewed him but like this is advice for us as followers of Christ not just like people who are paid vocationally ministry. Cause like Paul got money. He like asked, you can see, you can read it in the, the new Testament when he wrote like letters and stuff, like he would raise money to like help him travel. But like he was, he was working a full-time job, like grinding, hustling, like anybody else and has some of the most influential impact I think on anyone throughout like the new Testament. Cause he's wrote, wrote what? Like I think he's like second to Jesus as far as like, <laughs> right. as far as like, like world <laughs> impact. Right. I mean, he wrote two thirds of the new Testament. Right. And, and, and really, articulated deep, deep theology that so much of what we understand and believe as Christians is based on, right? So, Yeah, and this this is like, okay, this is where my mind went. I'm going to go a little bit down a bunny trail here, so roll with me, guys. But, like, I, I, I feel like the thing that made me super interested is he touched briefly on, like, the five-fold ministry gifts um, and how that's, like, kind of for everyone. And I think as a student, I heard this concept a couple times, and I didn't really have, like, a good understanding of it. But I think that there's a lot of really interesting ways that that impacts 
like our theology and our view of ourselves and how God might use us. Like it's kind of like, I know this doesn't sound maybe even heretical here for a moment, but almost like a, like a personality test, but like for your, the, your spirit, like the way that God <laughs> wired you, like I know they actually have spiritual gift tests and stuff out there for you to like get some, uh, you can like start to analyze yourself, but these are kind of like the way that God has made us to be able to impact his church again, regardless of vocation. But like, I think those five things are a little bit confusing. So maybe like Aaron, maybe you're the one who's done this the most, you've worked with the most amount of students and probably can explain it the best, but like, what does that actually even mean for students? Like what are the fivefold ministry gifts and like, how does yeah. that affect students? So like, so students, if you want to like open up your Bible, um, whether right now or sometime later, so you're going to go to Ephesians and you go to Ephesians chapter four, um, where Paul talks about five gifts that were given to the body, the gift of the apostle, the prophet, um, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, and all of those gifts. And Micah talked about this as well in that episode. Um, he talked about those are all gifts given to the body of Christ for the equipping of the saints to do ministry. Right. But as we do ministry, oftentimes the ministry that we're doing can f- can fall into one of those five lanes. Right. Sometimes just solely in one one of those areas. And sometimes it kind of crosses over in different ways. So like the simplest way I could maybe define it for you. And this is not a very like deep, super theological uh, definition, but just kind of very surface surface level. Like so think of apostle as like almost like the spiritual entrepreneur, they start stuff. So for you as a student, that's like the student who starts a Bible club. That's very, what you just did or what you are doing is very apostolic because you're starting, you're launching something, you're planting something, right? Think of, um, think of like a missionary, a modern day missionary would be very apostolic. They're going into a new country and they're going to launch something, right? Um, Prophet, sometimes we get that one really confused because prophet, oftentimes we think that's someone who's going to foretell the future. That's actually a very small part of what biblical prophets did. Most of what they did was not foretell. Most of what they did was forthtell. They foretold the truth of God's word. So the prophet is is very much um, like the person who's preaching and declaring, you know, God's word. Right. Um, we tend to view that person right now as a pastor or an evangelist, but they're actually functioning in the prophetic in a sense when they do that. Um, and then you have your evangelist, which. Again, we tend to think in church culture, that's the guy who travels and speaks. Yeah, well, that's you, Aaron. Yeah, that's yeah, like what you do. Right. That's the title we give them. But the actual biblical understanding of that is more the person who wants to share their faith. You know, the person who wants to, to reach the one. that We talked about that in the other episode. Um, the person who wants to reach their friend, right? So that's very evangelistic. So that's really someone who's like, I'm a soul winner. Uh, and your pastor, we tend to view pastors as like, that's the person who preaches from the pulpit on a Sunday. But the pastor is really like, the Bible calls the pastor like the shepherds. So they like care, right? So like, if the prophet is like all about truth, 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 I'm going to declare truth. The pastor is all about grace, grace, grace. I want to love people and I want to care for people. And then the teacher is really the one who's kind of helping us lay like that theological foundation. And they're teaching us theology and they're teaching us apologetics and they're teaching the truth of God's word. And so just in like the role of the pastor alone, you can kind of see they, he, the pastor crosses over into a lot of different places, right? And so we tend to kind of view the pastor does everything, but but biblically, it's there. And and even for you as students, I would just say as students, like what you're doing right now in student leadership probably falls in one of those five, sometimes in like two or three of those fives. But like fill in the gaps, Caleb, I think you wanted to jump into this conversation as well. So I was just going to say like, it, it seems like from your explanation, like you said, pastors all like grace 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 and teachers all like truth 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 prophet is all truth 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 
can you be like both of those? Oh, like yeah. How many? Like, can you have all five? Like the Infinity Stones. Yes. Can you get the whole yes. gauntlet complete? Yes. Can you can you have the gauntlet of That's the fivefold ministry gifts, or do you? I don't know. This is. I mean, it's a pretty naive question, but like, do you max out at like two or three? Or I love it. The Infinity Stones of the fivefold ministry gifts. That's amazing. Um, so I think that 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 all of us. Uh, as first of all, let me say this. Um, whether you're a student listening, whether you're uh, an adult leader who's listening, um, you, you will probably expand and grow in those gifts throughout the course of your lifetime following Christ, right? You will probably always have one or two that you run in really heavily and you run really strong because your your spiritual gifts, right, um, line up well with like that particular office or 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 ministry role when we talk about the fivefold gifts. Um, and then sometimes you'll have moments where you kind of cross over into another, into another, like, like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm actually being very apostolic right now. Cause I'm actually launching something or I'm starting something or I'm establishing. Like, I also think of like the apostle as like someone who's establishing the kingdom of God in an area where it's not yet been established. That's why I use the example of like a missionary who's going into like maybe a new country. Maybe they're, maybe they're a missionary who's, who's going to go minister to an unreached people group, right? That would be, we use that classification unreached people group for, for people groups that we know have to our knowledge have not ever heard the gospel. And so that'd be very apostolic to go there and minister that way. So to your question, like, I don't think there's a limit. I, and I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says, nope, you only get one. Right. But I also think from, from my experience, like you tend to run really strong in, in maybe one or two from me, I tend to run really strong in, in uh, the gift of the prophet, not like in a foretelling way, but in a foretelling truth way. That's how I see my ministry when I'm traveling and speaking. But I also tend to run really strong in like a teacher role too, which is why like even, you know, my home church, Allison Park Church, I'm a part of their ministry school because I love to teach, you know, in that way. So um, what's, so foretelling and foretelling, what, which, which of those is which? So, so foretelling is like, I'm going to foretell the future. Okay. So that'd be like in the New Old Testament, the prophets who actually declared, this is what's going to happen next. Here's a prophecy. Um, think Old Testament prophecies about the coming of Jesus as the Messiah. They ministered in the foretelling way. But that was actually a very small slice of what they did. When you read through both the major prophets and the minor prophets in the Old Testament, it's really more foretelling. I'm declaring to the people of God to come back to God. I'm ta- I'm I'm declaring truth. You people have abandoned your first love. Things like that. Okay, so like being like a prophet and like predicting the future, so to speak, like that's like a really small part of what the prophet does in the, in the, the biblical prophet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I think I think when I think of like the fivefold ministry gifts, this is this is kind of how I guess I I process it. So forgive me if this is an absurd analogy, but this is what I like to do. So here we go. Um, so like, are you going back to Infinity Stones on a second? No, so, I want. I'm doing a different one. Okay. Probably a little bit more of a relatable. One. Crypto? Like, is it about crypto? Yes. No, I wish, but I'm not. I'm not big brain enough to know enough about it. Uh, so I think like the 
the way that I kind of view this is, right, so, like, again, these are gifts. These are things that God has given us. Like, this is not something we earn. This is not like a, uh, like, if you're in a video game, this isn't like a stat you can just buy points into and prove, right? <laughs> You've it just is, earned a puzzle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's not it's not that kind of thing. But I think, like, what is unique is the way that God puts people in your life to complement what you're doing and help round you out. Like, I think, like, what you said is you have one or two that you kind of lean in and the rest, maybe you even function in, but, like, that gets well-rounded as you go throughout, like, like life. So when I think about like probably my two closest friends, like I think I probably fall a little bit more in the pastor like niche. Um, my one friend falls a little bit more in teacher. The other one falls a little bit more in evangelist. And between the three of us, I think there's been a really interesting way that we have learned, oh, here's God, how God's kind of equipped us. Here's some things that I actually can learn. Like if I want to be more of an evangelist and get better at that, I can actually study what my friend is doing and get better. Now, does that mean I'm ever going to like, you know, again, get drafted in that position? Like probably not. But like, I think that there is like, I think there is things that we can learn in kind of like a football team, right? Like if I'm the offensive lineman, I by working with the quarterback and the receivers, I start to learn, oh, here's kind of what they expect of me and here's how I can like work alongside of them to make a difference. And I think as a student, you can start to like kind of unpack that too. You, you probably, after listening to this, you you probably even have an idea like, okay, here's probably what, what I maybe do a little bit better. And you can look around at your friends and be like, oh, here's some of the stuff that they do. And by understanding that, have some really cool partnerships to like start a Bible study. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe you have someone that loves to start something and has that like kind of influence to be able to, launch it, but they're terrible at caring for people. Hey, you two can do that together and have a really effective Bible club in school because of that. Yeah. And this is almost exactly what is written in first Corinthians 12 about how we're all members of one body and we're all different body parts and like, how's the head going to function without the feet and the hands without the heart and the eyes without the ears and all that stuff. You don't have to be, if you're going into ministry, you don't have to be proficient in all five right. ministry gifts. Right. You can say, hey, I'm going to stick to my lane and stay in my lane with one or two or maybe even three ministry gifts and I'm going to find other people and bring them around me and I'm going to work with them to try to create a healthy, thriving church body. Yeah, that's so good. When you said stay in your lane, it makes immediately makes me think of like Hebrews chapter 12 verses one and two, where the writer of Hebrews talks about being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And he says, you know, run your race, right? And he says, uh, how are you going to run your race? Like first, like throw off anything that hinders you and also sin that easily entangles you. So it's kind of the idea of like, you know, there's probably some good stuff in your life, students, um, that you might have to say no to just so you can be more effective in running your race. And then there's probably some sin too that's kind of entangling you. But then it, then in verse two, it says, run the race that's marked out for you, which is what you just made me think of, Caleb, because you're talking about like, there's a race marked out for me. And it's the race that God wants me to run. And God is not just telling me, go run that race, Aaron, but he says, I'm also going to equip you and give you the gifts in order to be as effective as possible at running your race. I'm not asking you to run Gil's race or Colin's race or Caleb's race. God's not asking any of you guys to run mine. It's like, this is the race marked out for me, right? So I would just say that to students as a way to encourage you that as you're thinking about Micah's episode, the interview we did with him in this episode, and you're thinking about all this kind of like deeply theological stuff about apostle and prophet and evangelist, pastor, teacher, and where am I and who am I and all that kind of stuff. Um, you don't have to be all that. Um, you just have to be the one who, who says, God, help me see the race you've marked out for me and let me be faithful to actually run that race. And as long as you're moving forward, you're doing it. 
right? I don't care whether you're sprinting it or whether you're jogging it or whether you are barely getting on some days one foot in front of the other, right? Run that race. Colin Gill, jump in. I know you guys both had some things you wanted to share. Yeah, I think I think that it's it, I think it's also beautiful to just see this. And I'll be quick here because I know I'm talking a lot this episode, but like the 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 things that were the fivefold ministry gift to to the church, so like the things that Jesus could give us the most that would make the biggest difference in this world and the lives of people, weren't things that were like pop, like uh, personality traits. Like he wasn't talking about like when he yeah. when he did this, it wasn't like dude, your your charm or your intelligence or your popularity Charisma. or your influence. Exactly, yeah. none of that. He's not saying that that's that's my gift to you. That's your way of understanding like your world and kind of operating within. But I'm telling you, if you're faithful with the gifts that I'm giving you, God's going to take care of everything else. But we're just, as you said, called to run that race, like the lane that He's given us. That's the one we're called to run. Yeah, I I absolutely love this discussion. I feel like I've just been sitting here like taking it all in. But it is so cool hearing about all of these different ways that God works through us. Like even that like phrase at the beginning of like, you're not like a minister like tomorrow, you're a minister like today. Like whenever you hear that phrase, like that word, like it can be easy to put that into a box. And I feel like almost like, I don't know if you've heard this in the discussion, but I feel like it's just been opened up of like, what that means of like you being a minister and what that means of you being able to meet needs in so many other places isn't just this one way, one avenue. You got to stand up on like your like cafeteria table and yell at everybody right. that Jesus loves them. Like right. there is all of these different ways that God wants yeah. to work through that's you. That's what the prophet would do. He'd stand yeah, yeah, up on, exactly. the, on the table. That's, 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 yeah, that's yeah. one of the ways. That's yeah. one of them. That's one. But like there's like a bunch of other ways to do it. And like that's how creative God is that he wouldn't just send like just a bunch of people to all do like the same thing. There's so much creativity in how we can meet needs. And yeah, I hear that. I'm just like, this is, this is awesome. Like yeah. that God would do that through us. Go run your race. Right. And, and resist the temptation to compare the lane you're running in with the lane that your friends are running in. Cause that's what we want to do. Like we get, we want to get to, we want to think about the, the race everyone else is running. It's impossible for you to run your race effectively when you're too busy looking at what everyone else does. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it real preacher like right now. Right. You can, you can either be distracted by comparison or you can be captivated by purpose. Got him. Right. There it is. <laughs> Tweet it. So, um, and I, I have to remember that myself with what God's doing in my life right now. Each one of you guys as leaders have to remember that. And to the students that are listening to the podcast and you're like a faithful listener or you just just dropped on it for the first time today um go run your race right and and remember what micah said to us you're called to be a minister not one day but two day like two days the, the day to go do it so guys i mean this is a great really great conversation uh let this is honest moment for all the podcast listeners you know we come into the overtime episodes and sometimes we kind of have a couple thoughts we're running with and then, and then sometimes the conversation just goes a totally different way. This would be one of those episodes yep, where we're yeah, all kind of looking yep. at one another like, oh. Yo, we th- got here. Th- th- we got here. This was actually, okay, good. So uh, you just got to experience it uh, as a listener. So thanks for listening. Thanks for um, being a faithful member of our podcast fam. And uh, if the podcast is helpful to you, uh, do us a favor. Share it with your friends. Tag us on social at LTG Conference. Um, shoot some DMs to us. All of our Insta information is there uh, in the show notes. And we'd love to hear from you. Just some stories about what the podcast means. And obviously, you could do that by by leaving a rating and a review as well on whatever platform you choose to listen to the podcast through. But uh, thanks for joining us today. Students, go run your race, right? Go lead your generation. Do it with passion for Christ and love for others. Bye.